All right, welcome to Godzilla Mode Unlocked, episode 45, where I'm hoping to God that Matt is going to retell the story of the new Godzilla movie as his spotlight today, because <laughs> what he texted me earlier was great. I, I think I've been vindicated. Yeah. Have you seen the box office numbers? No. I think no. I've been Are they bad? Oh, yeah, terrible. Bomb? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into it later, I guess. Yeah. Let's start with the biggest news of the week, which there's a lot. This is... So this is the... Basically, it's the night before E3, almost. This is our last episode before E3. So let's just get into this stuff, since there's a lot of big news. So I put this as number one. You and I had very opposite opinions of this, I think. So Sony actually did roll out, which I think was smart of them, to not just sit silent through this whole period. They rolled out a new Death Stranding trailer and blew basically everybody's mind because this game's actually coming out this fall in November I know I was expecting The Last of Us 2 long before Death Stranding. If you had told me that, I thought for sure The Last of Us 2 was this fall, and Death yeah. Stranding would be like the first half of 2020. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I thought too. So, you know, it's out there. They put out a new trailer. They finally showed some gameplay. The game's out this November. If you don't know what Death Stranding is, this is uh, Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid's first game since bitterly parting ways with Konami, in which he was basically kept prisoner for a year during his last year at Konami. Bizarre story. But they showed like an eight-minute new trailer, and um, I think we had drastically different opinions on it. So what, what did you think? I mean, I just don't have much hope for this game. No? I don't. I don't. You know, I want to like it. I like the sci-fi aspect to it. I like, you know. Like yeah. If, if this was a movie... Yeah. I'd be like, okay, this, this looks cool. Yeah. Like, if it was a movie, I, I'd be there. Yeah. Day one. But as a game, hmm, not really doing it for me. Because, see, I, I'm they, really worried about they it. They did show gameplay. They showed, like, both, like, melee combat and a tiny bit of shooting. Um, but I still, for, for whatever reason, this is, like, my most anticipated single-player game. It's what I play very few single-player games. Yeah. This is one that I'm still looking forward to very much. And I think part of it is because I still don't know. Like, that's part of the yeah. excitement for me is I still don't know I mean, what I the hope hell I'm this wrong. is. I, hope, I really do hope I'm wrong. But, you know, just looking at it, it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Metal Gear Solid. There's no stealth in it, though, they say. There's no stealth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like Metal Gear, but if you take away all the, the story elements that... Makes Metal Gear great. Well, and then at, see, no, to me it was the exact like I heard the exact same. I'm like, this is Metal Gear all over again. Like Norman Reedus is like, to me he was like basically Solid Snake. He had that same like gritty like kind of down on life, but he's still the hero kind of like yeah. thing. Like this isn't worth it. But you yeah. know, in the end, he's gonna end up saving everybody. Yeah. So like, I, I saw a lot of parallels. And the other thing that really turns me off to the game is the whole baby aspect. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I don't know I, what I the heck that's that. about. Yeah, it's just... I like the idea of, like, the enemies being, like, interdimensional or something. And Well, some of them. Yeah. Because you fight humans, too. So, I mean, that, that part's cool and everything, but... I don't know. It just it looks could like, go either way. Yeah, exactly. It and, could and, go either way. And we've said that from the beginning. This is either going to be like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece yeah. or it's going to be a disaster. There's really... 
I, I think one way or another this game will be very divisive. There'll be a lot of people who like swear it's like the new gold standard. Yeah. And there'll be people who are like, who I, made this? I trash? just wonder if he's gone a little too far this time. I don't I don't know. I, I was mean, actually sitting there thinking to myself, like you know, I just it kills me that this survived and Silent Hills died. Yeah. You know, because Silent Hills looked I mean, it just looks so good. I don't know. Like, everybody says that that's so great. How far can you take that concepts like that, though? That's always what I say. Like, in a 20-minute demo, yes. yeah, it's outstanding. But when you stretch it out to 12 hours, how far can you take that? You know, because that was like a basically 20-minute horror demo perfected. It would have been interesting to compare it against um, Resident Evil 7, wouldn't it? Because they were yeah. so similar. Yeah. Like, just, you know, I mean, Silent Hill and Resident Evil have always been compared. Yeah. But... You know, it would have been on a whole new level yeah. with those two games because they just so happened to re- reinvent themselves in the I, same I, exact format at the same exact time. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, I I can just imagine the reviews now being very divided, like just like this is pure, like incoherent. I have no idea what this game is, yep. and other people just swearing, you know, that Kojima's a genius and. We'll see. I was surprised. I laughed when I saw Nick Reffin show up in the trailer because uh, Kojima's just a huge Nick Reffin fan. He's always like retweeting him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw, I'm like, that looks like Nick Reffin. And then it said, like, starring Nick Reffin. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it's been reported now that The Last of Us 2 is coming quarter one, 2020, which I believe. Because, uh, you know, some people were saying that, you know, that. Last of Us was still going to come out this fall. I don't see that happening. I do think it's interesting that, you know, Death Stranding really is Sony's... This is their big oh, game they, of the fall. Yeah. And so if they it must does, have some faith in it. If it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it doesn't pan out, like, that's not great. And then the other thing is it's not even PS4 exclusive. It's also on PC. So. Yeah, but I thought that was a, a later date. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I mean, that's not really a big deal. But... I think it, you know, I think it'll sell even if it's a well, it comes even with a if it's a built-in audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just for the Kojima name and the production values, yeah. like that alone sells games. Yeah, both of those things. So, Kojima I mean, it, it'll has be never fine. really made a bomb. When you like, if this did bomb, what what will be? It'll be interesting to see what happens next. Well, he's always had sort of a um, sort of a, a certain passion for his games. Yeah, yeah. That I think's always come through. Yeah, I think that that you know when you're passionate about something made, that you always think about, comes through. Like, because we say he's never made bombs, but he's definitely done things that were controversial. He doesn't shy away from controversy at all. You've got Raiden, the oh. the trolling everybody. Not only does he not shy too. away from it, I think he embraces I mean, it. And yeah, he tries to. He tries to push it. Yeah, surprise people. You've got, you know, he made Metal Gear Solid Four Old Snake. Like literally, the protagonist is a senior citizen. Oh you know, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, just so, yeah I mean I'm I still wouldn't be surprised if what we've seen of Death Stranding is really like not even the like what this game is like yeah it's kind of interesting when you think about Metal Gear Solid 2 and then Metal Gear Solid 4 it's like how how is 3 just so tame and normal compared to those two you know well kind of I mean it was more traditional yeah yeah <clears throat> but we'll see um 
It's also been reported that Cyberpunk is absolutely not releasing this year. No way, no how. That's what Kotaku says. I believe it. They, I believe it, but I think they also said they had another game planned for 2020. So I just wonder if they're going to push that game back or if they're going to try to release two games in 2020. CD Projekt Red, we're talking. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. I think the, second, the other one will be smaller scale anyway. We're not yeah. talking yeah, I think so. The Witcher or Cyberpunk size, but... Yeah. We'll see. I'm so excited for that game. Cyberpunk? Yeah. See, my hype's been dying for it. I don't, I don't know why. I just, like, I've just kind of... Not, I, I'm, I'm just, really uh, afraid that Cyberpunk's going to be the type of game where I'm more excited for the idea than yeah, yeah. the actual Fighting game it. will be. Yeah. Uh, so, the new Call of Duty finally got announced this week after basically everything about this game leaked. It's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's official. It releases this October. Um... It's got a new engine, which was interesting to me. I, I think that's a good thing. It's this is like the first new engine they've had since uh, like Mod- Call of Duty Four, I think. Modern the first Modern Warfare. Uh, it has a campaign starring Captain Price, the classic Modern Warfare character. It's cross-platform, which made a lot of people happy. Full cross-platform. Um, there's no battle pass, which to me. Like, I saw everybody hyping that up. Like, that was the biggest, like, announcement. Like, oh, this is great, no bail. To me, you got to make a good game. It's like, been so long since I played Call of Duty, I don't even know what that is. A battle pass? Well, it's yeah. season pass. Oh, okay. Like, all the games, you know, come with a season pass yeah. these days. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, that's what you're excited about? The fact that it doesn't have, a like, a season pass? Like, shouldn't you be excited about the game itself before the fact that it doesn't have... DLC, you know, yeah. like, why, yeah. why are it, you... You know, doesn't that seem to be a bit of a trend now, is yes. to not have a uh, season pass? Well, well and that that's what saddens me, though, is because, like, everybody's making a point. That's what's getting so much attention. Well, we're making a game with no loot boxes. I don't care. Make a good game first. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying your game whether because it has loot boxes or doesn't have a season pass. Make a good damn game, and then I'll decide if I want to buy your DLC or if it if I care that it has DLC you know like that just to me I, I see that getting so much attention people go, oh no season pass wow that's big but what if this game is crap like what do you care if it has a season pass or not um and it also this was the part that drove me insane they signed an, and I should have known it's Activision yep. they signed another exclusivity agreement so all the new content for the game will release on PlayStation 4 first I really hate agreements like this um, I think it divides the community a lot because you, know, you see oh there's a new map so you like go to boot it up and play it you're excited to play it and you're like oh I don't have it for another three weeks so then you don't end up playing it because you it makes you feel like you missed out. And then yeah. by the time it comes out, you're like, I don't even care anymore. I don't know. Exclusive content never never moved the needle for me. Maybe it's because I just never buy, you know, I never buy anything that isn't necessary. Yeah. Like, if, it, if you know, if it's a game I really liked, I would buy, you know, maybe a new quest or whatever, yeah. whatever the add-on yeah. was. But if it's just like a gun or skins, well, no, or this it, it's and that. like entire modes and entire maps and stuff like that. Like skins, I could care less. Make all yeah. the exclusive skins you want. That's fine with me. Cool. Um, but when you start doing maps and like, yeah, story missions and stuff like that, like I feel like 
I'm being penalized for playing the game on the platform of my choice. You know, yeah. I, I don't like that. Yep. Um, but you said you really liked this trailer, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Which, it looks good. I, I can't is, believe you're. Saying this is the first Call of Duty. I can't believe so you're saying long that I'm, I've actually been interested to play. That trailer did nothing for me. I don't know. Nobody cares about the single player. Yeah, it's making a comeback. No, it's not. <laughs> this is the game that just had no campaign, this, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a big deal." The sales went up with no campaign. <laughs> it's well, like I say, you know, things change. I, um, well, you gotta remember. I mean, Call I'm about a new engine. Call of Duty was originally built around its single player, not. Its oh yeah, it didn't even have multiplayer. Exactly. It so, so I feel like we're coming full circle now, where we're gonna throw that crappy multiplayer in the trash because no one likes it. Yeah. Okay. We're going back. That's all they to, play. We're going back to what built the franchise. That's all they play. Yeah, is the multiplayer. <laughs> They're wrong, but. And see, that's the thing. Like when I like I think back to some of the Modern Warfare games, I'm like. Yeah, you know, there were some good campaign moments, but I still, like, the story was never important at all. Like, yeah. they had some good, like, campaign-style elements, like, good levels, basically, like, yeah. good action sequences. But I'm like, the story, I, I can't think maybe recall it was just a single note it was, of that. It was, like, the early days of, yeah, you know, yeah. 3D shooters. And yeah. So just to be able to, like, relive. Do you remember, do you remember that old, like, every E3 there was a Call of Duty campaign demo? And they'd be like crawling through the grass yes. for like ten minutes, yes. and it would be like so like terrible to watch on stage. Was that the original Modern Warfare? I think so. Yeah. They like they was like crawling in the Chernobyl. But or there was always and there's like tanks rolling yeah. by. And oh, we got the most realistic tanks, and <laughs> you can't use them. Look at our grass. <laughs> but it's out there. I'm excited for it from a multiplayer standpoint because it's on a new engine, and I hear that they're actually going to take some risks, like. You know the guns are gonna like actually like be different. It's not the same Call of Duty gameplay supposedly that we've played for what 15 years now. So yeah. we'll see. I, I think it has interesting repercussions because you know the whole professional scene has been that's been the standard like Call of Duty gameplay for pro gamers is like the place to go. So depending on how much you shake it up, it'll be interesting. I assume at E3 they're gonna blow out the multiplayer and show us more. Uh, the other some of the other big news of the week Nintendo held like a all Pokemon themed Nintendo Direct they announced one two three four five six Pokemon games on this thing um hope you like Pokemon I don't know what what did you take <clears throat> from this like um, yeah hope you like Pokemon I guess sums it up because yeah uh, you know and I think the thing to take from this is that Nintendo wants to make sure they have reached the kids. I really think, you know, it's about sort of um, spreading the brand around where kids are at. and Because they, they want to keep that foothold of like, oh, when I was a kid, I played Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So... Do you think this is too much, though? Yeah. This I, is six I games. Mean, yeah, and, and you think about it. One of them's China exclusive. Yeah. You, you think about it, and there's, you know, they just put out, hey... Hey, you Pikachu or whatever the hell it yeah, was. Yeah, or Go Eevee or whatever. Let's go Pikachu, that's what it was. And then they're going to have this uh, Switch Pokemon. Yeah, and then they got and all shield. these other Pokemon games. And they got Pokemon Go still out there. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well, and that isn't enough. Well, and one of these games to me is almost like 
an admission of that. It's either bank or home, whichever one it is. Because you can pool like all your Pokemon from all your different games into one spot. So it's either bank or home. And that to me is an admission like, yeah, we've got way too many different things going right now. So we need one place to put them all. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, But you know, they, they used to have that before <clears throat> on the um, 3DS games. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you had your bank and you can load your Pokemon up. So I don't know if that's really an admission of that. I think it's just, you know, an, um, to try and make you feel as though it's actually your your Pokemon. Yeah. Like no matter what Pokemon game you're yeah. playing, you can still use yeah. your Pokemon. You can put them all together. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of nice. So the but. one game was Masters, which is... Um, they didn't say a lot about this one, but you're going to be able to battle like all the famous... like. Pokemon trainers. That's basically yeah. like the concept of this. Like you could fight against, you know, Ash. You could fight against Brock. You can, you know, like all the famous Pokemon trainers. Yeah. Uh, there's Quest, which is China exclusive. There was Bank. There was Home. There was Sleep, which is apparently an app that tracks how much you're sleeping somehow, and it relates to Pokemon. Who's going to use that? Let's be real. And then there was a Detective Pikachu game announced, which the timing of this just seems so odd. Like, why didn't they? Wait, try don't to... we don't we already have Pokemon Quest here? Yeah, I have no idea. Because I'm looking it up, and I'm I know that's the game I played. I have no it's idea. The blocky one? Do you remember? Oh blocky? yeah, I think we do. So I, I totally forgot about that. So, so that's yeah, going. To that's China. another. That's another Pokemon game that's out there. Well, it was. Well, what was that one we just talked about? Which were the ones where they're like little toys too? Not Quest. It's something oh, else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, that's you, what I mean. You literally like, can't keep up. That's what I mean. Uh, and I, like, like, they must be trying to saturate and the market. what I was really hoping for, and I've said this a few times, that with the Switch, they were going to try to, like, dump all their efforts into the Switch, you know. So that was, like, the place to go. And they didn't have a dedicated handheld. And they didn't have a dedicated console. They were merging the two. And right now, they're, like, just putting it out everywhere. Damn. And, and I, I almost feel like it goes against... You know, like the model that many games are using these days, which is release one game and support it for, you know, five, six, ten years and build it that way. Nintendo's just going like all out. Everywhere you turn, we're going to put some type of Pokemon game. Well, I I think they just want to keep that mind share with the kids. Yeah. I don't know. That that can be the only reason I can can fathom for all these games because it's just, this is crazy. Yeah. So, the Avengers game, made by Square Enix, is finally getting revealed at E3. It's officially getting revealed. We've talked about it many times. Uh, It got leaked through the description of the event that this is a single-player and co-op game with customizable heroes, and it is a game as a service, so it's going to have an ever-evolving and expanding world. You repeatedly said, no, this is Uncharted, this is Uncharted. I said no, this is Destiny, and it looks like it's going in the Destiny direction. So, I, I don't know. It seems like they're trying to strike some balance between... Because the word cinematic was in there, which is what you always said. Yeah. It's going to be highly cinematic. I, well, maybe it could be sort of an Uncharted type. Um, I just hope not, though, because I think the problem... I'm interested to see this. And you... You mentioned last episode, you'll see either this on Microsoft stage or Rocksteady's yeah. game. And obviously it's not going to be this. Because this has its own event, I yeah. think. But well, you could still they see always it, run into this issue with superhero games where like, 
well, do we let them play as the heroes, or do they make their own, like, knockoff heroes? Yeah. Because, and neither one ever seems to be, like, totally satisfying, so... No. This is the... I feel like this but is going to be the rather, biggest budget hero game I'd much ever. rather play as the actual heroes ever But I don't think time. they can, like, in this setting that they're going for. Like, maybe they can, but... Because customizable, like... Well, you can do customizable heroes and still have the actual heroes. Yeah, you could. But... Um, you know, because, like, how many different shields does Captain America have? Well, how many weapons could Iron Man have? A million. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know... I mean, there, there'd be a few that would be like, okay, well... How what more we, can they do? Yeah, how are we going to have, like, you know, like you think of somebody like Psylocke. She she has, like, you know, an energy sword that comes well, out of her hand. How there. can you customize that? She I don't won't. know. Um... Or, or, like, Black Widow, you know. I mean, I guess you could different buy different weapons. guns. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. As long as it's not that Marvel online all over again, that gets yeah. trash. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm glad it's finally getting revealed, though. It'll be it'll be good to have it out in the open. I think that, I think that Marvel online is the only game where I... I bought like that's a free-to-play game where i actually bought yeah something yeah I, I bought like a character or two for like 20 bucks and it's it's by far one of the biggest what game regrets. are you talking about marvel universe online or whatever it is marvel there's dc universe online there's a marvel online game too there used to be they yeah, actually like they pulled the plug like a, a year or two i feel ago. like this wasn't like legit oh, you downloaded this I'll, like I'll something from the marvel. korean Dark web or something. Marvel something online. I don't care enough to look at that. <laughs> Keep rolling. I'll yeah. find it. So Xbox Game Pass for PC is official. Microsoft confirmed it. Uh, another interesting move. They announced this, you know, not before E3. It's Marvel Heroes. Which gives me Yeah. I don't even want to see Game that. Game was trash. Um they announced this before E3, which Whenever I see companies like this announcing big things before E3, that always hypes me because I'm like, oh man, they gotta have big stuff for E3, you know, if they're announcing. So Game Pass for PC is official. Um, they didn't really give many details. They said they're gonna announce the details, but it will have, you know, a hundred or so games. They said, um, and it, it's interesting because I got thinking about this, and I'm like, this is really their version of uh, competing with Stadia. And you know, we've talked about a bunch of times that. Microsoft has the content, Google does not. And yeah. here it is, like they're rolling out. Well, you got game, Xbox Game Pass on PC, you'll have 100 games. Actually, What's this, Stadia this to me is better than Stadia because you're going to be able to download these games and have them locally, right. which, which is better. Well, and then once you figure in xCloud, you'll be able to put them on whatever device you want. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this to me was just another, like, taking the wind out of Stadia's sales. But we'll see. We'll see what Google brings this summer. Yeah, I mean it's exciting, um, but I, I don't really think it was unexpected. No, no, not they, at all. They, they sort of already have that. Yeah. Like if if a game was already on Xbox Game Pass and yeah. you have Game Pass, you could already play it on PC. Yeah. If it had a PC. This is version. whole separate though. This yeah. is like a whole separate deal. Yeah. So um, I'll be a little interested to see if that persists now. Like, yeah. If you have Xbox Game Pass, will they still let you play those games on PC? Yeah. Or do you need to buy a whole other subscription? Well, and that's the thing they haven't said. Does it's a separate subscription fee if you've got? Because there's like some Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or something like that. I don't know what that is. 
Is that the but one where they bundle gold, version. gold and Game Pass together? There was, you know, rumors that if you have the ultimate version, then you're just automatically going to get the PC version. But we'll find out at E3. Um, Bungie announced that they're announcing the next chapter of uh, Destiny 2 this coming Thursday at a live stream. And there's a lot of speculation about this because this is their first. This isn't like just a new, you know, this our next like DLC or whatever. This is the game's been spun off from Activision. They're publishing it on their own now. So is this, you know, this is basically the future of Destiny. This is going to be their vision for where the franchise goes the next year, two years, ten years. We don't know how comprehensive this is going to be. Um, so there'll definitely be a lot of eyes on it because now their 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 destiny is all in their own hands now. So there's going to be a lot of people looking at it because you know. Are they going to be able to take this in a direction? Are they going to? Because they specifically said Destiny 2 is the next chapter, not like Destiny 3, you know. <clears throat> so some people think maybe they'll just use this as a base, World of Warcraft style, and just keep... I know where this franchise is going. <laughs> it's going in the dustbin of history. <laughs> it's the most successful <laughs> IP of the generation. <laughs> just... Send it, send it in the dustbin of history. It's funny that you say that, <laughs> but then you sit there and get hyped about Halo doing the same exact damn thing. They're yeah, literally that's, following that's Destiny. That's Halo, though. That's Halo. It, Destiny is it's the same thing. No. It's, it's Halo really with magic. Not. Yeah, that's what's wrong with it. Oh, Jesus. Um, so there's a lot of esports, just absolute madness going on in esports right now. Like, so the. The biggest name from 100 Thieves left. 100 Thieves joined FaZe, who's the organization that just got sued by their biggest player. And then another big name joined 100 Thieves. And then Denial Esports, which, you know you know how I've mentioned a bunch of times how, like, people really got to be careful about their contracts because it's like the <clears throat> Wild West of Esports and, like, who they sign with and stuff? Yeah. This organization named Denial had collapsed once before for not paying their players. They didn't pay their players. They owed like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Somebody new bought the organization. Literally, like in the last year. That's it. Brought them back up. They're playing in all these championship games. Well, it comes out they're not paying their players again. They owe $130,000 to the players. They're telling the players, too bad, too bad for not paying them. So, they have now officially disbanded and the owner went absolutely berserk on Twitter. He's like, F all of you, whoever worked for me, like, blah, 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 blah. I hate this organization. Seeing this about, like... This you, know is, it, you know what it sounds like to me? The birds? Sounds like he's in denial. Well, it, it is. Well, like, I've just <laughs> never heard Sony being like, this is my own thing. This is what... I, I own this. It'd be like Jerry Jones coming out and saying, you know what? F the Cowboys. They're terrible. Well, it's yours. Like... How can you... It doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. It's not like he got fired. Because like, when you get fired well, from something, then it's like, okay. This I mean, was his. I mean, we heard at PAX East that, you know, it's still the Wild West oh, yeah. out there. And, you know, stories like this really drive that point home. Though I suppose it could happen at any point. It could. Really. Um, um, it's just funny that the team... They got... They collapsed one time. And then people jumped back in. And then here it is, like literally the exact same thing. It'll be different again. this time. Uh, here's oh, some other third time lucky. I don't think they'll be a third time. Um, 
So here's a here's an interesting one for me at least. Doctor Disrespect tweeted out a picture of himself apparently at Xbox Research headquarters on a day that he said he was under NDA. He couldn't. He's playing the new Xbox. Well, what the what though? Yeah. He's not a console guy. What what have they? He did he did love Halo back well, in the day. He's not a console guy yet. He's going to be. Him. He he bashes consoles left Why? and right. Why? Because he, he says that watching consoles is like watching the Special Olympics. So? You might want to edit that out. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say. Gonna need to <laughs> That's what he has said. Though. Like He said it's like watching the WNBA. But the thing is, is that consoles are now bridging the, the divide. Yeah. I mean, he can use and a keyboard and mouse. On, Bringing him on says a lot. Like he can, he can not no, use I, even though I used to hate it, now I love it. Like it would say a lot, you know that. We'll see. I wonder if you'll see him on the stage at the Xbox stage, coming out and playing the new Halo or something like that. Uh, so let's get to some God mode moments, some rumors. Tell me how surprised you are by this one. One to ten. Ubisoft is ready to launch what they're calling Premium Pass, which is exactly like EA Access. How surprised are you? 1 to 10. <laughs> ten. 1? I, I'm, I'm going to put that at a 10, and then I'm going to subtract 10, <laughs> and I'm going to add 1. Like, I mean, this is the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's subscriptions are going to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No surprise. It's not official yet, but be ready for it. Uh, the NVIDIA website leaked the new Red Faction game. It's called Evolution. Did you ever play the Red Faction games? No. No? They were big for their environmental destruction back in the day. Yeah, I remember hearing all the buzz back in the PS2 days. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you can destroy anything. Um, so the Blizzard CEO, and you know, quote me on this. I think I've said this in almost as many episodes as you've mentioned the birds. The Blizzard CEO says they have more games in development than ever, and they're making at least one new IP. That part was a little bit surprising to me. But, you know, I've said a million times, StarCraft Shooter is in there, Diablo 4 is in there, some type of Overwatch mobile spin-off is in there, that Warcraft MMORTS is in there. So, I- I'm glad they at least came out and said, like, because Blizzard's known for sitting on things for years and years and years. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that this yeah, BlizzCon is a big, big BlizzCon for them. And apparently... You know, Larian, who's the developer of, uh, what is it, Divinity Original Sin. Did you play one of those? No. I thought you did. Nope. No? I was kind of interested for a while, but yeah. I never, never got around to it. They say Original Sin 2 is really, really, really good. One of the better RPGs the last couple of years. They started teasing this 3, like their, this just like a, a 3 logo. So everybody was like, oh, you know, Divinity Original Sin 3. But through you know Reddit doing its thing and like looking into the HTML, blah blah blah, they found all these Baldur's Gate references. So it tur- the the old the old school gamers out there are convinced that this is Baldur's Gate three, which will send shockwaves through the role playing. Did you ever play Baldur's the, Gate? Um, the old no, I never played Baldur's Gate. But what, when I hear Baldur's Gate, all I can think about is our old. Um, lunch table in high school because some of the kids that sat at the lunch table loved really loved Baldur's Gate always talked I never played I never got into it um so that wraps up the rumors for the week market mode this was the most interesting steam event that they've had in a long time 
They called it Steam Spring Cleaning. And the whole point of this event, it wasn't a massive sale. This was literally encouraging people to play their backlogs and to try to like clean up their backlogs. But they, they're yeah, offering they... incentives to people to play like old games. Like you'd unlock like like new achievements and like what are those like Steam trading cards and yeah. stuff like which yeah. you can sell for money. Yeah. Um, What's Epic doing in response? Not, buying, not, well, buying your exclusive. They don't have a backlog. Are they gonna start That's paying the, the gamers to play? Hey, no, play over here. You're exclusive now. <laughs> and this is one I definitely want your take on. Apple is reportedly getting ready to end iTunes. I figured you might know something about this. Ding dong, the witch is dead. What does it what's this about? Um well, iTunes is the bane of most everyone's existence for, is the it last, really? for the last 15 or 17 years or however long it's been. Um, I thought it was like the number one thing. Oh, God, no. No no one's ever liked iTunes forever and ever. Um, well, I, I thought it was the number one thing because people were forced to use well, it. Well, yeah, you were forced to use it, but nobody liked it. Yeah. And slowly they've moved away from it. I mean, there was a time when... So they have a replacement? Yeah. They do. Yeah, I mean, essentially what they have now is, you know, just separate apps. Like, they got the Apple Music app. You got your Apple TV app for the movies and shows. So that's where they're going to go is they're going to have separate apps for all those things. You know, you're going to have your movie and TV apps and you're going to have your um, your music app yeah. for your music. Because they all used to be just lumped in with the iTunes. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever try running iTunes on your PC... Oh, it's terrible. Oh, you, like, I can't even get, you know, this, this Surface Pro sitting next to me, I can't watch a movie on iTunes. Yeah. Like, it's just so unoptimized <laughs> that even though this thing is a powerhouse... Yeah. It can't, it, like, it can't handle. <laughs> so, I mean, that that is what I think of when I think of iTunes, is the fact that this thing can't even run a movie in the iTunes. What, um... It's funny that they're going to break it out into different apps because YouTube, you know, you had sent me an article and I had known about it for a while. Like, Google's going in the opposite direction where they're trying to actually get all their stuff back in one place. Yeah. Like, they're rolling Google or YouTube gaming back into YouTube because they found out separating apps was detrimental. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny because I'm actually a big YouTube music user. And every day. That's its own app, right? Yeah. And I always check to see if they've rolled it back into yeah. them. Because I don't like, oh, yeah, I'm one of those people. I don't like having separate apps. Yeah. So, like, this morning I actually noticed that the YouTube Music app yeah. is, like, listed at the top of the new YouTube app. Yeah. So I thought, I was like, oh, my God, did they do it? Did they did they finally put it within the YouTube well, app? I, and I clicked on it and it just opened I'm up the YouTube Music app. I'm thinking of it app. from, like, an advertising perspective. Because they make a ton of money on the ads. I know separating it out, it's just got to be more work. Like, well, you're buying an ad on, you know, YouTube gaming, which is different than buying an ad on yeah. YouTube, which is so. Like, if they put it all in one place, they've got more usage all in one place, yeah. so they can well, charge you know, a higher. The rate. really annoying thing about it is, it has all your playlists from YouTube. Yeah. So <clears throat> even stuff that won't play within the YouTube Music app, like a, like I have like a section dedicated to construction videos. Yeah. That shows up in my YouTube Music app, yeah. and it's like, well, why, why even bother having two apps? If, right. If if you're gonna actually have all the same playlists between the two, like you should just have it all in one spot. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah uh, you know there's there's trade-offs to it i guess um but i think the difference is is that apple actually treats these services separately yeah like that isn't going to happen on apple music like you're only going to have your music within your apple music whereas youtube you know they'll let you have shared everything so and i'm okay with that so you know teach their own i'm just glad itunes is dead yeah well hopefully soon i guess I, I haven't used I the only thing I have ever bought on iTunes is when an album or something comes out and it's literally iTunes exclusive. You can't get yeah. it anywhere else. Yeah, and they have a lot of those. I, I will do that, but other than that, I don't touch it with a ten foot pole. Yeah, because my does. very and I don't like I said I've never had an iPhone myself, um, so I try to use the ecosystem as least as I can. But yeah. I've tried to had to run it on my PC a few times and it's like a nightmare it's every bad. time. Yeah. It is bad. So I mean, I'm glad to see it go. Uh, what's the replacement? Do they, have they said? Um, there were some screenshots of it. It's funny because it looks quite a bit like the iTunes app. Yeah. But, you know, it just it breaks things down between music and TV. So time for some... We got two real pieces of funny business this week. I had to rub this one in because you are the Super Mario Maker goat guy. You can't play no. Mario Maker 2 with your friends. You can that's only a, play it with randoms. That's a feature waiting to come What kind of Nintendo... Like, Nintendo never fails to boggle my mind with these terrible decisions. Like, no, no, no. They're still drinking... Nintendo only. never gives you what you want. They only give you what you need. <laughs> this isn't what you need. This is what you need. No, this is anti-consumer. <laughs> this is, buy our game, you can't play it the way you want to. You can't play it with your friends. That's so lame. It's not within Nintendo's vision. This is like not releasing a headset for your platform and making you hook up a dongle to your cell phone because they can't make their own freaking app. I think they just like hearing you say dongle. Because <laughs> it's a be. funny word. Could be. When I heard this, though, I was like, this is so typical Nintendo. It really is. It, Vintage Nintendo. Yeah. Some things never change. I, I remember... Nintendo is one of them. I saw... I don't remember what game journalist it was, like, tweeting about this. Like, how can this happen... And I was like, but are you surprised? Like, this was the same company that literally, when online gaming was first blowing up, they called it a fad, and they focused on Game Boy to GameCube connectivity instead. Like, are you really surprised? You said they call it interoperability. (laughs) Um, I remember, too, seeing the diagrams of, like, eight... I think it was four Game Boy Advances hooked up to a GameCube, and there's so many cables. It's like an octopus going into this GameCube, and then there's like the screens on the GameCube, you know, the TV, you got the screens on your game, and it's like, it must have taken an artist, like, they must have been like, saying like, wait, what's on the screen here, and what's on the screen there? It always makes me think of um, Four Swords, Zelda Four Swords. I think that's what it was. It was that or Crystal Chronicles, where there was just like, it was a complete mess of screens and cables, and it was like when everybody was trying to simplify and go to like online gaming where you you only got to have one connection and stuff. Nintendo's literally going in the opposite direction. No, hook up 15 cables. And Iron Maiden, the famous heavy metal band, is now suing 3D Realms over the game Ion Maiden. Which, is this the one you played at PAX? Yeah. And you liked it, right? Yeah, it was good. But they're, be, they're suing it because they say that they're getting extra sales because their game is oh. associated with, yeah, I'm sure. with Iron Maiden. Even though, Iron Maiden is such a hot name these days. Well, that's what I, I always see stuff like this as mutually beneficial. Because yeah. somebody's going to play Iron Maiden and they're going to hear, oh. well, did you know there was a band called Iron Maiden? They yeah. go look up the band. 
some of them they're gonna get some type of. I mean, I'm sure it was whether a, it's it was a play. That's probably a play on that name. But oh yeah, but either way, they didn't call their game Iron Maiden. Exactly. And even if they had, though, again, I think it's mutually beneficial. So, yeah. See that all, that stuff always killed me because it's like, well, you 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 have the trademark to Iron Maiden. You don't get the trademark to the symbol Everything. unless you've applied for it. So unless they applied for the name Ion Maiden, they shouldn't get Ion Maiden because yeah. that's not their name. Right. Right. If I just called it I Maiden, yeah. would it be bad? And they're not like, even, a, it's not like they're a band. It's not like, you know, they're confusing properties. Yeah, they're, they're not totally gonna confuse different. Yeah. a video game with a different name yeah. or the band with a different name. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. All right. Godspeed stories, though. Some of these may not be Godspeed. Um, Frozen Bite, who's the makers of the Trine trilogy, which is like a physics based puzzle adventure series, 2D. Well, no, not 2D, side scrolling. Their next game was a fully destructible No Man's Sky type MMO. And, like, I just did not expect this. It's called Starbase from the people that made Trine. Um, of course, that No Man's Sky fan base is all hoping that this is the game that. Is this the savior we've been waiting yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Is this what, you know, No Man's Sky should have been? Is this the prince that was promised? Yeah, I'm still waiting for that one to come true, too. Uh, Marvel Super War is in now in beta. came out of nowhere. It is a mobile MOBA. And this is the first game that integrates the Marvel MCU and all the Fox characters in however many years. This is the first piece of media to do that. So Thank God. Get hyped if you're somebody like Matt. I guess. Who's never going to touch this game in a million years. No. But Wait, what is this? Is this it's on? a mobile MOBA. Oh. So that's like two yeah. strikes for you. Yes. Hunt Showdown on Xbox is now in a game preview. If you want to play it, go try it. Well, I have not played the Xbox version, the PC version is pretty cool. It's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like PvPVE. You and a partner are demon hunters. You have a bounty, but every other team is out there after the same, like, demon monster. And you can also kill each other. Uh, it, I like it on PC. It's an interesting game. Give it a try. I don't know how the Xbox version is, though. Radical Heights was purchased by the owner of, um, what's that show? Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. He has his own, they have their own game studio. Radical Heights was Boss Key's 80s-themed Battle Royale. Rest in peace, Boss Key. I loved uh, and they purchased the IP nobody knows what they're doing with it but this was totally out of left field I did not expect this so that was interesting tell me what you think of this one uh, Monstrum 2 just got announced it's literally called Monstrum that's not a mispronunciation it's a 4v1 procedurally generated sea monster horror game so imagine like Evolve yeah, that's exactly but what I was just about to it's say. A sea monster. It's a sea monster. So, and it's the environments are randomly generated. So is this like Evolved meets Sea of Thieves? No. <laughs> There's no Sea of Thieves in here. But it's procedurally generated. Did you see the trailer for that new like alligator movie? Whatever it's <laughs> no. called. I don't know. Alligator movie. Yeah, you should look it up sometime. Are you interested in these? Do you think there's still life for these like 4v1? No. Because there's no. one that's really big. It's Dead by Daylight. Have you heard of that? Yeah. That's really big. And that's like that same concept. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, there might be one that can do it. Yeah. So far, it's, it's sort of proven itself to be a dud. A miss. That, um, you know, 
for whatever reason, people keep going back to the well on. Yeah. But it just, it's not going anywhere. I, I, I particularly do like the sea monster aspect, because there's just something that's really terrifying about, like, But if it's a sea monster, then you must be at sea, right? You're not, like, on a ship. It, it's, like, buildings underwater or something like that. Oh. Or buildings, like, on the water. It's It's randomly generated buildings and stuff, so... You know, I, I could see it being very interesting if the monster can like start flooding different parts of this radical heights game looks film. pretty good. You're only twelve months late. <laughs> <laughs> it closed down like eight months ago. Um but yeah, eighty scene battle royale. I liked it. Crackdown three got a, a big free update for the three people that are still playing it, I guess. <laughs> Respawn announced some Apex new Apex Legends content, some of which is really interesting. The Season 2 stuff's getting announced at EA's E3 conference. There's a limited time event that starts this week, like a limited playlist where you can get some exclusive skins. Uh, the biggest one for me was no Battle Royale has done this yet. It's called the Elite Queue. So once you place in the top 5 of the game, for your next game, you can jump into this Elite Queue, which only puts you in the a room with other top five finish players because no battle royale has ever done any type of like ranked where like it's all completely random like you could be you know playing with really good people you could be playing with really bad people there's never been like a okay now that you've you placed well last game let's see if you can keep it up against people who are of equal skill level mm-hmm. so that's interesting to me I thought that was a good yeah yeah I think that's a neat good idea feature. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you think this is a real neat idea. This next one, Anthem. Finally, like, how long ago did Anthem come out? February. Yeah. Anthem just got its first end game activity. We are now in June. Well, not even because it's on their public test server. Well, they had to rethink everything, didn't they? I mean, that was what they kind said of, they were gonna do. Kind of, but I I literally feel like this game's just gonna close up and die. Like. They, they put this... It's called Cataclysm. It's like a new zone. It's not even really like traditional endgame. It's not like a raid or anything. Uh, people have played it. They're like, yeah, it's okay, but it's not anything special. Like, there's no reason to really keep coming back and playing it. Unless you, like, really love this game, which is almost nobody. So, I mean, I, I really feel like by this time next year, this game's servers will literally be shut down. game is unloved. Uh, well... They'll be joining Crackdown 3 in the retirement. Well, a lot of games, especially games as a service, can come back. They can yeah. reinvigorate the game. Like, but yeah, I don't think this is one. Diablo 3 did it. Um, you know, Destiny has done it multiple times. Yeah, I, I don't see, even though it's Bioware, I, I see this game like literally getting shut down within the next year. Just this done. Is, this is sort of like... No more work. We're this is like Strike off. 2 for Bioware. I mean, should we start to be getting worried? Well... The, I don't count the last one, the Mass Effect one, because that wasn't even their... That was a brand new studio that EA yeah. made out of nowhere. So I, I don't really count that. But what's more concerning to me is that they took seven years to make their next big game. And this is what we got. So where do they go from here? Like, And Daddy EA is standing over top of them. Well... What, what Ready cons- to bring that sword down. See, what concerns me so much is what I expected from this. I thought Bioware was playing it smart. They were letting Bungie, try, you know, get Destiny out. 
because uh, this type of these type of games were new. They let Ubisoft do the division, so I thought Anthem was kind of going to get to come in and be like, look at everything that those early adopters did wrong, and be like, well, we're going to get it right, and we're going to yeah. take our time. We took seven years, yeah, and what we got was not even like it's really by no means even a decent game, and uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like this game has no future, and maybe we'll be surprised, but I don't think we will. Do you ever play the Darksiders games? Oh, yeah. Did you like them? Not as much as I hoped I would. Yeah? I played the first one. I never played any of the other ones after that. Supposedly there's a new one that's going to be revealed at E3, and it's going to have a new direction of some kind. I kind of feel like this franchise was just kind of like sinking into irrelevancy. But we'll see. This one... I mean, I think it was last episode, we were talking about one of Telltale's games was uh, delisted. There's another one, and this one is really surprising. Minecraft Story Mode, both seasons, are being delisted everywhere. You can't purchase them, and you won't be able to download them anymore. So if you if you take it off your hard drive, it's gone forever. Jeez. And being that this was their most successful, like, I thought for sure. And it's Minecraft. Like, they're wiping a Minecraft title out of existence. That's just shocking to me. Humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rebellion's announcing a new game at E3. They're the people that make those Sniper Elite games. I really have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> Battlefield Five has a new map out. It's in Greece. And when I read this news, I was really thinking about how amazing it is. Like, Battlefield has, I feel like it's just sunk. Nobody's talking about it at all. Like, well, it's funny, you know, as you were talking about... As you were talking about Anthem, yeah, like slowly drifting into oblivion. Not even slowly on Anthem. I was thinking the same. I, I was reading down the list here. And I got to this headline. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's another game that's slowly just, yeah, you know, drifting into oblivion. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, and we've talked about it before. Like, what are they gonna do with Battlefield? Like, how are they going to reinvigorate that franchise? But then again, I mean, I I felt sort of the same way that everyone feels about Battlefield Five, about Battlefield One. And like I said, I came back a year later and I found like a whole different game and I love Battlefield 1. So. I just don't even hear anybody talking about yeah, Battlefield anymore. Like, Because everybody thought, you know, when Firestorm came out, the Battle Royale, that then Maybe people that, would start talking yeah, about it. That would reinvigorate it. But that's Within like happen. a week, it, like everybody had already moved on. It was yeah. like, yeah, it's here, it's Battlefield, Battle Royale, and see ya, peace. Like, yep. And it's not even, like I said, the core game of Battlefield 5 isn't bad like it's really not it's just I feel like there's no one talking about I think going back to World War 2 was a mistake oh I think so too I, I think, think I think people are just done with that yeah well and they did it twice they did World War 1 and they did World War 2 yeah they should have done Modern War or um, Bad Company 3 or gone back to Vietnam just something different something like, yeah because World War 1 and 2 are all that different from a first person shooter perspective yeah it's well, from an especially a multiplayer yeah, and, and from an aesthetic yeah perspective, they're they're just not that different. Yeah, no. Uh, that brings us to our spotlight time. So I hope I'm hoping that you want to talk about Godzilla. Uh, do you want me to talk I really about do. Godzilla? I really, you really do. want me to talk about Godzilla. Is it like the birds? It is like the birds, except much <laughs> much worse. Um, so sure. the way you broke down the story to me, was I didn't know where to begin. What did you say that he floated down to Atlantis? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, you want? Okay. Spoilers. Let me let me just preface this with spoilers. I'm about to give you the 
plot. The, the rundown on the full plot of... Has uh, there ever been a plot to Godzilla, though? Godzilla. Well, the, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you, you go in and you expect, well, you know, it's about giant monsters. Who cares? Yeah. But, like I said, this is actually the third movie in the universe. Yeah. They, there was Godzilla 2014. Then there was Kong, which I think is a great movie. Kong was in I, the same universe? Yeah. I didn't know that. In fact, they, they name drop Kong and they show like little footage on like TVs throughout yeah. it. Um, more on that. I heard that. that was good. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. I, I highly recommend that. So, you know, I came in quite confident for this movie that it was going to be, you know, amazing. I mean, you look at the cast. And yeah. They got, they got uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Great name. Fun to say. Um they got Vera Farmiga. They Charles got, Dance. They got Tywin, yeah, Tywin Lannister. Uh, you know, like so you're like, oh, this, how can this movie miss? Yeah. You know. But then, it just like Do you right, know that what's her name? What was her name again? Vera. Vera Farmiga. She either went to Syracuse or Binghamton. Oh, does she really? Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, it up. Yeah. I mean, she, her little sister. Fun fact on, of the day, everybody. Yeah, her little sister's on like American Horror Story and stuff. That's all I know about it, really. She's been on there too, I think. Oh, has she? I think so. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I pretty much stopped watching after the first season. Anyway, so getting back to Godzilla, uh, plotline is uh, Vera Farmiga and her daughter Millie Bobby Brown, um, for whatever reason, hang out together at top secret installations where there's giant monsters, and she has developed. A device that basically allows them to Millie control or Vera. Vera. Okay. Vera has developed a device that basically allows her to control all the the monsters. So she has secretly worked out a deal with Tywin Lannister's group to to break into her facility and help her steal the device and the monster. And uh, so that happens like right in the first scene. She steals the monster? She steals the device with Tywin Lannister, and they run off together. And they have a plot. Their their whole plot is to wake up all the monsters because humanity is trash, and, you know, humanity needs to... So they want to unleash the monsters on the world? They want to... Yeah, essentially, because of global warming, they don't really say this, but because of global warming, like, the planet is going to be ruined. So they need to wake up all the monsters to put humans in their place and save the planet. Apparently, the radiation from Aren't the monsters... Aren't they just going to kill everybody? Well, yeah, but they're okay with that. <laughs> so it's like Thanos, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, and they believe that the radiation from the monsters uh, causes plantations and plantation to grow faster. So their plot is to wake up all the monsters and... You know, they'll control them with the little device. Well, the first monster they wake up is King Ghidorah, the three-headed dragon. Yeah. And apparently, for whatever reason, he can wake up all the monsters himself and control them at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, he wakes up, uh, they wake up King Ghidorah. You know, the whole movie is just trash. Like, first of all, all the fight scenes take place from the perspective of the humans. Is Godzilla the only good one yeah like none of the other ones fight no Mothra is actually the very first monster they wake up while Tywin Lannister's breaking in to steal the box Mothra is like Godzilla's girlfriend apparently Jesus Christ the queen of Mothra is the queen of monsters Godzilla's the king of monsters so she's good yeah good quote unquote yeah yeah have you ever seen Mothra Mothra is the lamest I know who he is or she I didn't know it was a girl me neither until now but 
Um, Mothra is the lamest it's a big monster yeah. there's ever been. Yeah, yeah. So, like, any movie that features Mothra, like, that's already a deduction. Yeah. Like a, so, um, yeah, so, you know, God, it's the movie's really just King or um, Godzilla and King Ghidorah going around the planet, fighting each other everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. I heard he swims, like, literally everywhere in the movie. Like, oh, he yeah. goes to Antarctica, then comes oh, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. North America. Yeah, they, they fight in Antarctica, they fight in North America, uh, pretty much everywhere. And the reason, the reason that they can do that... So Godzilla is trying to save the humans, apparently? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Godzilla is benevolent. I never understood. God, Godzilla is the benevolent monster. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he, he sympathizes loves, with humans for he some loves reason. Humans. Um, so yeah, and the reason Godzilla can swim all over the yeah. world, and I'm not making this up, is because they discover that the world is hollow, and Godzilla has made tunnels <laughs> through the world. So that's their excuse for how he he appears everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't he live in Atlantis apparently? Well, no, I, I, we haven't gotten to that part. Yet. Okay, okay. Just just out of random, out of completely random. Godzilla and Ghidorah are, are fighting somewhere. It doesn't matter. And somebody comes up on the intercom because the humans are okay. And this is another thing. The humans are always standing right at the feet yeah. of, the, of these 300 foot tall monsters as they're fighting the humans are always standing at their feet yeah. and like nobody's afraid like <laughs> nobody gets stepped on somehow nobody's afraid um, and that's the point of view we always see of them fighting so yeah. you can never actually see what's going on yeah. because you're so close to their big toe you know I don't know who thought that was a good idea um, is it like trying to go for like the Cloverfield thing, kind of? Like it's it's yeah, but it's not like, like you never get cinematic shots. Yeah, you get like exactly. The, like you never really know what's going on. Yeah, and it's annoying because in Cloverfield that was sort of the catch. Yeah, it was yeah. Like oh, you know, you're watching home video. Like there was a reason. Yeah. For that. Here, well, and you didn't no know what reason. the monster was. That the, like you didn't know. Yeah. yeah that was part the, of the draw. Yeah. And that was kind of the draw in the first one in 2014, and that was okay. I mean, I realize they can't do that now, but yeah. So this, it was really bad. Um, so yeah, and then at one point, just randomly, this guy comes up on the intercom and he says, "Okay, we're gonna hit him with an oxygen bomb." And you're like, "What the hell is an oxygen bomb?" And he, the guy, the guy goes on to explain that an oxygen bomb is a bomb that sucks all the oxygen out of the area. Even though when you think about it, it makes no sense. No. <laughs> so, it should be like a carbon dioxide bomb. So, so they hit Godzilla with this oxygen bomb. Why they hit As him he's with fighting, him? well, he's fighting Ghidorah. So they're they're like you know together, and in comes the bomb, <clears throat> hits them both, kills Godzilla. Ghidorah, he doesn't care; he just flies <laughs> off. And um, so you know Godzilla's dead, and for some reason. Godzilla just sort of floats to Atlantis, apparently. <laughs> just His dead body floats to Atlantis. And these humans, you know, they, they go underwater to find them. And as it turns out, they discover Atlantis. Everybody, you know, like everybody's like, oh, this is like an ancient civilization, you know. <laughs> it's older than Egypt. And look how advanced. And like, that's it. That's all anyone cared. Like, you know, like they show up, they find Atlantis. People are like, oh, this is Atlantis. Cool. And that's it. Like, nobody nobody cares that they just found Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Because in the very next scene, 
they nuked Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> they nuked Godzilla. And they nuked the only Japanese guy in the movie. <laughs> you know, so, it's like, what the hell? Is um, it the guy who says, let them fight? Yes, <laughs> Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he gets nuked along with Godzilla. And that is a powering him up, you said? Yeah, like, because apparently when you hit Godzilla with nukes, it supercharges The oxygen them. bomb killed him with the and, and I think that was that was actually a thing in the original movies. When you hit Godzilla with nukes, it actually makes him stronger. Strong. Why did um, they just hit him with a nuke to begin with? Because they didn't want to nuke above uh, well, the surface, okay. I guess. Well, the protagonist of the movie isn't actually Millie Bobby Brown or Vera Farmiga. It's um, the guy from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And he hates Godzilla because Godzilla, he blames Godzilla for killing his son. And Vera Farmiga is the mother of yeah. the guy from the 2014 movie who got killed. And um, so the, so he blames them. So he wants to kill all the monsters. Yeah. So I think that's why they hit him with the oxygen bomb. But but then who hits him with the nuke? Ken Watanabe. He, he, okay. He take, okay. He, but of course, he takes you know, it upon himself. Well, yeah, of course they can't fire the nuke. Yeah. Like somebody has to go what does out he do? There. He goes there and hand carries it so, down there. Yeah, yeah. So he, go, he hand carries the nuke through Atlantis. Nobody cares about Atlantis anymore. <laughs> they couldn't, like, push Godzilla why, out somewhere. Why did Atlantis just suddenly pop up in our Godzilla movie? I have no idea. And, of course, there's statues to Godzilla. So, like, Godzilla is the reason Atlantis was built, apparently. Yeah. I, you know, like, who asked for that in their Godzilla movie? I don't so know. So the movie just ends with Godzilla beats everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. So he um, he gets supercharged. He goes and fights King Ghidorah. Of course, everyone's standing at their feet again. <laughs> Nobody cares. And uh, this time, though, he can, like, shoot these radioactive waves out of his body. And, you know, he hits them with some, you know, flame breath. And that's the end of the movie. That's, like literally great. no that's it that's great. the entire movie sounds great that's the entire movie oh and Mothra kills Rodan with like a stinger Who Rodan Rodan is um, oh yeah I, I gotta quickly throw this part in <laughs> Rodan is like a fire dragon like yeah. it just looks like a pterodactyl and uh, Mothra hits him with a stinger kills him well, actually it doesn't kill him it looks like it kills him but it didn't and then Mothra goes flying at King Ghidorah and it was like a giant, um, you know, fly trap. You know, like those those bug traps that you yeah. have out at night that glow and the, yeah. the bugs just fly around. Yeah. Looked exactly like that. And Mothra gets dusted. <laughs> Completely. Did Godzilla goes wait, wait, Not only does Mothra get dusted, but for whatever reason, her dust particles like flow into Godzilla and make them even stronger. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, it really was one of those types of movies. It was just... It was so different from Kong or the original Godzilla. I was just like, who, what happened? Yeah. Who asked for this? <laughs> I think that took up... Uh, I don't even need to spotlight anything after that. I don't know. You, can't, <laughs> I don't know. you really can't I can't follow it. that up. Uh, so let's move right on to the nerd stuff. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, oh. no that was it. <laughs> don't want to talk about anything after uh, that. Ugh. Moved on from the Game of Thrones debacle to Godzilla. I saw the Prestige. I'll talk about that next week, though. You just saw the Prestige after all these years. Just saw the Prestige. Oh my God! Is it like the birds? It, no. Um, so here we go. There's lots of big comic and movie news this week. So the the actors who play Cyborg and Flash are seemingly out of the DCU because their contracts were expiring, and DC did made no effort to sign them again. And uh, 
So basically, they're out. The Flash and Cyborg are out. Good. Um, Robert Pattinson, who has now earned the nickname. Oh, right. Let's let's bury the old DCEU <laughs> and never speak of it again. Okay. Um, except Wonder Woman and Aquaman are certainly going to carry over. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Robert Pattinson is now being called Robert Pattinson because he is officially back. But we have breaking news. He is out. What? He's out. No, he's not out. It's real. No, I don't think there's, it is. There's breaking news. He did a screen test. He bombed. No way. So they got rid of him and they're, Where'd they're, you they're read going this? with the other guy. Where'd you read this? The internet, so it must be true. I don't think it's true. <laughs> it said Warner Brothers officially voted to, to approve him. I got to make sure it's real. I don't know if it was real or not. I don't think it was real. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to move on to the next thing because I don't think it's real. Here's one. You and I had talked about uh, you know, Keanu Reeves being a perfect blank slate and you know, he basically typecasts for the most part. He's now in discussions to join the MCU. No joke. In the Eternals. What do you think of that? As long as it's the Eternals. You know, the um, the, the original rumors was that he was going to be Wolverine. Do you know who they wanted as Wolverine originally? I just heard this today. Um, I know Russell I heard... Russell Crowe. Oh, I didn't know that. They were positive. It was Russell, Russell Crowe said, no, I don't want it. Thank God. And he, he was the one who suggested Hugh Jackman to them. He seems like he'd make a better... Sabretooth than Wolverine. He's too fat. He's fat as hell. I know. Well, he, he's definitely not Wolverine. He's a juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think I had sent you this article, or text you this at least. Kit Harrington, the guy who plays Jon Snow, played, literally checked himself into rehab during this season. Like, while the season of Game of Thrones was airing uh, for alcohol and stress, basically is what it was said. It's like $100,000 a month rehab center. I just... Hey, I hope, he's, I hope he turns out... He seems like a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, so I hope, I hope he's personally okay. I have to think that, like, the, the stress of this final season... For real, I have to think that had to play a, a part in his mindset. Like, he had to have been, like, probably depressed and disappointed. That, like, the culmination of his... Basically, his entire acting career up to this point had you know, ended in such a sad and disappointing way. Uh, it's only speculation, but... Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, sometimes I wonder if they do these things to to garner attention for, you know, their whatever reason. Well, it didn't come out publicly until after the show was done. Yeah, I guess. Like, he, it was held... In secrecy, I, until I after just can't it was done. believe that you'd be that devastated by the end of. Did Game you see what happened when he was reading the the yes. scripts? Yes. <laughs> Did you see Conleth Hill's reaction? Did I send you that one? Who's the guy who played Varys? No. He literally takes he literally takes his script and he looks like not he literally takes it <laughs> he places it on the far end of the desk where he's sitting and he sits back and he crosses his arms like he like he was not happy not as a joke well of course not like he doesn't smiling, even scream when he does not, not half not like joking around like he's literally you could tell like this isn't like he I was mean, not happy you think about the way he died I mean well, in the it, previous again, season it made his character who was one of the most cunning characters on the show from the beginning. You know, always outplaying everybody. In the end, he gets caught writing love notes, basically. You know, like, 
and 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 dies. You know, like the old Varys would not have got caught. Yeah, who did? Who were those notes for? Uh, you know, everyone was like, oh, maybe he's sending letters to the other kingdoms to try and you know. Well, it was to support John. To bring support to John. That's what it was. But but the old, I don't remember that's ever what getting refer- referenced again. Well, he was he was writing them, and um, that's what I mean. Though. Like the old Varys and the old Littlefinger. They were so always a step ahead of everybody. That's what their characters were. They were political players who were, you know, not only out for themselves, but, you know, very cunning and would never... They were almost, like, above, like, the rest of the characters as far as their... They were, like, puppet masters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, just like Tyrion, Ferris just dumbed down. He gets caught writing notes to his lovers, apparently. And, you know... I don't want to get into it anymore. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I know you're going to be excited about this one, I think. The second season of Dark comes out soon. It will be a trilogy. They're, but it's it. That's it. They're, they're ending it at a trilogy. There'll be one more season, which will be the end. What do you... Are you happy about that? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm as long ex- as it's planned... To be like right. Well, it is because as long as we don't get into another they Game of said, Thrones situation, they literally said the season two, the new season two trailer says the second part of the trilogy. So and it makes sense because the number three is hugely important in the series. So I always like when I hear stuff like this because it shows they have like a plan. Like if they're not just gonna make seasons until yeah. ah we're running out now. Yeah, yeah. Time nobody ended. nobody cares anymore, so we you know, like, like Breaking Bad did it really well. Uh, they say Stranger Things is gonna be five seasons. I like that. Well, they've got it from the beginning. This is our story. This many seasons. Yeah, I'm always encouraged by that because it you know, there shouldn't be filler. They're they're not gonna get lost in their own. Yeah, and when you think creation. about it, um, the show is about the past, the present, and the future. Yeah, yeah. So it sort of makes sense to have seasons that sort of flow like that. Yeah. Like the past, the present, and then... Yeah. The Except they're all actually happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... That's the, the main Like point I say, the, the number three is hugely the thing, important. I think so. the thing I'm most excited about for this... If you haven't seen Dark, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. It's, it's a really German, good show. So brush up on your German. It doesn't bother me, though. It, it, it's... It really didn't. No, it doesn't. In fact, I think I sort of prefer. Sometimes it actually makes me get more into it because I'm, I'm I really have to pay attention. Oh yeah, yeah. Because exactly. like if if I, you know, um, I think what I, I'm most excited about is to find out what's up with that priest character. Yeah. Like because that's something I really don't know villain. where that's going. I yeah. have no clue. Well, yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing, isn't it? They they, they sort of have almost two different storylines. More than two, I think. Well, two sort of main storylines flowing at the same time yeah. and the way they weave it together like you, you just sort of wonder how is this all going to fit together yeah. and then bang like they make it work and they make you it know, work so well there's been so much time travel stuff in media lately though yeah that like I'm having like I I was talking to Irma about it and I was like spoilers for Dark turn it off for the next 45 seconds if you, I was like well remember the dad goes back in time and he beats the kid with the rock you know because he thinks he's preventing yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, but that's actually what makes it happen. And Irma's like looking at me. She's like, "What kid?" So it's like she's trying to like make sense of it. You know, I'm like, you don't remember because like like the Avengers yeah, used the like guy a, with the screwed up. Face. The Avengers used like a different time travel theory where the yeah, stuff yeah. you do in the past does not affect your yeah. current. 
Um, well, people always get in that. Like, what what time travel? Yeah, rules? yeah, right. And what that's time what, travel rules. There's been so many different. Like lately, that I feel like Irma was like caught in this. Like, well, like which one? Or like, you know, she's. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you're talking about. And but like, I well, think how does that work? I think and, when you can affect the past and it affects the future. Yeah. They always go with the the rule that. You're not actually changing the past. Like you were always meant to go back right. there. Right. You're and making do that. it happen. Yeah. You're the reason it happened. That's the one that happened. So, that's the one that media uses the most. For yeah. Sure. So essentially, you can't actually change the past because right. you were always meant you've, to. Do you've that. already done it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. It comes out this month. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that it's literally like a week or two before Stranger Things. So you've got you know like a oh, a, yeah. a, so a, a teenage timepiece. Well, and even myself, like, I'm going to be in, like, one mindset, and I'm yeah. going to be, like, jumping into the next, and I don't want to be, my perception of either to be affected by the viewing of the other. But this one's going to take, right next this to one's going to largely take place in the future now, so. But but the tones of the two series are just very different. Even though they yeah. share a lot, tonally, they're. Yeah, I mean, I see the, the comparison with the first season, because the first yeah. season involved heavily around, like, yeah. teenagers and. And weird stuff happens in their town and what's yeah. happening in their town yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think now they've really moved past that and really have established their series as something else. Yeah. Because like I say, they're gonna be in the future now yeah. and you know, it's I just it's much more violent. But I just ready. hope right. And I and I hope that because I tend to be like in the mood for certain types of series, you know, like so I just hope that I don't like get really into dark and I'm really into like dark I don't mean dark is in the name, but yeah, yeah. like dark, like sad stuff, you know? Yeah. And then like, so when I'm watching Stranger Things, I'm not like wishing like, oh, I really wish this was more like dark. Well, I think this is, a, this is, a, I just hope I can enjoy both. For you know what, they what are. I've been thinking lately, especially since Game of Thrones ended, is that I wish Netflix would adopt HBO style of sticking to releasing an, an episode every single week rather than dumping everything all together. Yeah. But in this situation, if you're going to have these two series releasing this close, yeah, yeah. thank God that you're going to dump it and let us binge it. Yeah. Because then I can binge Dark. That's the thing. They're making so much content on Netflix that they got up because, like, every week they have a new yeah. series out. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think, I really think it works to their detriment. Really. I, I watched that series. We watched the first season of The Rain. I don't know if you heard about that show. It was, yeah. like, Danish or something. And uh, and that's the thing though. It's like when the, you have these shows that are made in other languages, is you don't hear much about the production of them. Mm-hmm. So like she's kept asking me like, when season two of the rain out? And I'm like, they have, it's not even being made yet. Not even, and I, I'd Google it. Yeah. Nothing would be out there about it. And literally, like I, she asked me recently, I Googled it, and it's out. I'm like, I literally never even heard this show went into production, and now it's out. Yeah, and I mean, if thing- she hadn't asked, we probably never would have watched. Yeah, and I don't like again. I just don't like that. Like, I don't like that we are in two different spots in the story, or I don't like to feel pressured to watch the entire thing. Yeah. Because if I want to go discuss it online or something, yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna hit spoilers. It's and the, I, I it's hate the fear that. of it's the fear of missing out. Yeah, I hate that. So I I wish their big shows would be weak. I definitely feel the pressure of. Uh, yeah, like you, you go into work. Like with me, I work in an office with, not in an office, but in a building with a lot of other people. So I can't go to work 
without being asked about it. Like everybody wants to talk about it, you know. Yeah. So like like you said, I pretty much have to watch it as fast as I can because everybody else is gonna be talking about it anyway. Yeah. And so there's like this pressure. To yeah, like, yeah. Finish watch it. it. Watch it. Watch yeah. it. Watch it as fast as you can. And I, I just hate that because even sometimes when I don't want to watch it. I feel like I have to yeah. watch it because otherwise yeah. somebody's going to spoil it. I remember during season two of Stranger Things, I had felt that way. Like, I don't remember. I was like, we had binged a bunch of episodes and you know, something had happened. I really wasn't in a good mood. And I was, and I was like, I really don't want to watch any more of this right now. And But because we just kept watching it. And I felt like that hurt my enjoyment of it. Yeah, Because exactly. I was just like, I'm forcing yeah, myself and when to you, watch it. I think when you watch it for too long... Your, your enjoyment of it starts to suffer yeah. just because you're getting burned out. I remember I watched the first season of Stranger Things. Wasn't the first season only like six episodes? Maybe eight. Maybe eight, yeah. But we watched it over the course of like a week. It like became our... It was exciting like to come home and watch an episode every night after work. Yeah. And I wanted to watch more, but part of the excitement was, well, we couldn't watch more. We only had yeah. an hour at night, and then we had to go to bed and go to yep. work. and. Yep. It made me, like, every day when I came home, I wanted to see the new episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wish they would, especially for the big shows, I, I wish they would space them out. Because, I, you know, I think it it helps from a community aspect, too. I mean, if you look at Game of Thrones, it, there was a huge community that could weekly, you know, for, dissect yeah. what happened. Make YouTube week, videos. And then and, predict what's yeah. going to happen next yeah. week. And I think it just hurts them so much in the current atmosphere to just dump it. It's kind of their thing, though. Like, binge-watching Netflix is their thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, games coming out this week. We've got Platoon's Party, whatever that is. The Elder Scrolls Online has an expansion coming out. Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. Trover Saves the Universe. Warhammer Chaos Bane, which I hear is actually really good. It's like a Warhammer uh, Diablo, basically. Oh. And I actually hear it's good. Cool. Hell Let Loose, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2, and Octopath Traveler comes to PC. That was the Switch wow. game, right? Yeah. That's a very unusual so game. PC. PC. Well, it will be soon. So, here's the big news, guys. We are going to uh, we're gonna live stream the Xbox E3 conference, which is, when you hear this, the upcoming Sunday at 4 p.m. I'm pretty sure it's at 4 p.m. So, we're going to be doing it from my Twitch... Uh, Mayor Reynolds WP. It'll be a little different for you guys to come in and see us do something live. We'll be sharing our reactions live. We always have a good time. We've watched E3 together for like at least Probably 15 years, years now. Almost, yeah. Um, so we'll be you know giving our thoughts and opinions and reactions and trolling each other probably and trolling Phil Spencer. Trolling everything we see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it'll be a good time. So come and watch it with us. Come chat with us. Let us know what you think as as it's all unfolding. It'll be it'll be fun for sure. So uh, I'm expecting Tay Megatons. Uh, I I think it'll be a good show. I, yeah, be, I think I think you got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, so. for sure. It's th- it's two hours long. Um, you know they've said they're going big. I think Phil said they've got 14 first party games they're wow. showing. So there's. You know, they're going to be doing PC stuff, the next Xbox. There's going to be quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to see how many of our predictions we got right. Yeah. So, all right. Got an unlocked episode 45. That's a wrap. Godzilla owned. <laughs>